What's going on, y'all? This is Daryl with your weekly Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast. One of my regular listeners, which is funny because this is my second full episode. But yeah, first person to hear my podcast, let me know that I need to... Um, doing a great job, she said. Appreciate that. But I need to let you all know why I shout out the brands that I'm drinking that day. It makes sense. Um, so one of the objectives of this podcast eventually is to gain sponsorships and so I will be testing out different bourbons different wines and eventually hopefully the uh, companies will decide they would love to sponsor an episode for X amount of dollars so that's really why every podcast I'm trying something new and we'll see uh, we'll see how that works out but yeah let's get right into it today I am drinking Elijah Craig's small batch um, generally Elijah Craig is aged for seven years this batch was aged for nine. Pretty smooth. Right now we're going to jump into the topic of the day, which is black love and the black community. Pretty broad topic, but speaking on it within the context of Queen and Slim. So I'm not going to really be talking about the movie um, per se, but the messages that I took away from the movie predominantly messages on relationships between black men and black women, relationships between black individuals and the black community as a whole, and relationships with the black community and the police system. Um, so yeah, let's jump into it. First things first, I am a strong supporter of black love. Um, that's two black individuals or, you know, happens to be a polyamorous, polygamous relationship, whatever, but it's black individuals loving black individuals. That's key to me if we're talking about rebuilding the black community. Now, that's not me taking a shot at interracial relationships or anything like that. That's just me putting my cards out for you all to see them. I am a strong supporter of black love. And I think that when you're looking at this movie, this talks about unadulterated, unblemished, black-on-black -black love, which we don't hear enough about in the media. We hear a lot about black-on-black -black violence. We hear a lot about black-on-black -black crimes. We hear about poor black business practices. But this movie really hits the nail on the head when it comes to black-on-black -black love. And to that point, I say black men need black women and black women need black men this entire film, if they did not have one another, there would have been a misstep taken. I'll be honest, looking through the whole film, they didn't make one mistake. Because when someone had to make a decision, be it Queen or Slim, the decision was made. And the decision was made to keep them safe, to keep them healthy, and to keep them growing together moving forward in the same direction together, not splitting apart. They needed one another. I think the same is true for today. A lot of the times, the media, the news, um, the culture, the society, whoever you want to blame, the system, definitely the system, that's, that's one, um, one villain in this, this narrative. But anyway, there's a breaking of black love. There aren't, in my opinion, enough 
positive examples of black love within the media. A lot of times you turn on television and there's an interracial couple, which like I said, cool. If that's your thing, do it. But how often do you see an equally yoked black couple on primetime television doing well and then being the star of the show? Blackish? Definitely. Um, one of my favorite shows, This Is Us, I really love the black couple and their family and their, um, Desiree and I often talk about the fact that they need a spinoff because that's positive black love, but you don't see as many examples of the Huxtables and the Winslows and the Banks anymore. We're, we're really lacking. Even um, the Evans, right? You got Florida and James Evans, working class folks, but good, solid people. Those stories aren't told the way they once were. And I think when I saw this film, what I saw was a black man who was able to do and willing to do anything required to protect the black woman who was under his care at the time. Critical. So, black men need black women. Overarching theme for the entire film. Secondly, I say trust black people. Too often I hear, I'm not going to work with that business or black businesses don't do right or black businesses can't or black businesses this and black businesses that in a negative connotation. But guess what? When Papa John's gets your order wrong, you go back to ordering with them. Shoot, when Papa John himself, John Shatner or whatever his name is, said nigger, guess what? Negroes still ordering Papa John's, me being one of them. But at the same time, I'm not going to throw a black business under the bus because, or I'm not going to throw black businesses as a whole under the bus because I had a bad experience with one black business. we got to stop doing that. We've got to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to sit down at this establishment. When, uh, when Queen asked Slim if, she, if he invited her on the date because that's where he could afford, he said no because it's black owned. That's reason enough. And you know what? She didn't say anything else after that. Because that's reason enough to support a business. If the business is doing well, the food is good, the product is good, if the, if the cost is honest and fair, support. Let's stop continuing to put money in the pockets of people who care less about us. So back to um, the point about them needing one another. And when one person made a decision and the other person went along with it, it was perfect. I say that because, brothers, we must trust a woman's intuition. I believe that generally the intuition, yeah, you know, everybody has a level of discernment. Everyone has a level of intuition. But women's intuition, more often than not, you know, that, that instinct that they have, it's, it's pivotal to our success. So, you know, guys, we got to make decisions. We've got to lead. But... At least pause to consider what the lady is saying when she's making um, a suggestion. If you don't, man, you're going to be lost. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to lead without a sound companion and a sound advisor and I'm never going to look to her for advice, bro, you're taking a loss. Um, at the same time, brothers, lead. Um, 
it is our charge to positively impact the black women that we love. That means not adding stress and drama to their lives. That means when you are having a rough day, yeah, express it. Be honest, be upfront, but at the same time, add to their lives, add value. You might not be the richest brother in the world. You might not be able to get them that, that coach bag or, or whatever the hot brand is right now, but you can add to her peace. You can add to the level of trust that she's able to give so that she's not lacking in any, in any way. Now, to black women, black women who are strong, who are vocal, who are capable and very able to do by themselves. To you, I say, you can be powerful and have powerful voices, but allow the man to lead when when the time is called upon. And don't follow a man who's not worthy of leading, definitely. But if you said, you know what, I will follow this man, I will work with him, have your voice, be outspoken. You know, Queen was, I remember when, um, in the scene when they sat down with her uncle, and he was like, why isn't he talking? Why are you doing all the talking? Does she speak for you? Yes, he said, he said that specifically. Does she speak for both of you? It's cool. If she, if her personality is the more extroverted, um, that's fine. But when it's time to make a decision, brothers, know that she's going to look to you to make that decision. And sisters, it's okay to look to a brother to make a decision. And it's okay for him to fail sometimes. Sometimes he's going to make the wrong choice. He's not perfect. But the fact of the matter is, while you may be more vocal, more visible, um, he is still the one who, if the, the gun is pulled, it's his responsibility to step in front of it. And so he needs to be fully invested in the decisions that are made. Primarily because if there are two doors to choose, both of them you don't know what's on the other side and his job is to protect you, then going through that door first as the leader means he needs to be okay stepping into that unknown and knowing he made the decision to die for you and that you did not push him in front of the decision that would cause him to, um, to lose his life or his livelihood. So we've gone into black men needing black women. But let's talk about black individuals needing the black community. Um, we also talked about trusting black businesses, which is a part of the black community. But we really have to make sure we know, right now we have no choice but to trust black people. With brothers and sisters getting killed at the hands of police and vigilantes, such as George Zimmerman, at epidemic rates, I think we have to realize if I can't trust my brother or sister, I'm in this by myself and we're not in it by ourselves. Certainly, there will be sellouts. Um, that's in every community. That's in every revolution. There will be someone who sells out to the powers that be in order to save their own skin, uh, put some money in their own pockets. But by and large, black people are going to see you and say, hey, we respect what you're doing. We respect the effort you're putting forward to create more for our community, to create, to create more for our legacy, to make sure that our children have better schools. So we're going to support you. Um, and, and to that point, 
this is to my older black people, which I don't know how many there are listening to my podcast, but, you know, millennials or whatever's after millennials, um, whoever's listening to this, let, let your seniors know, your elders know, you don't have to agree with me to support me. Um, you don't have to agree with my lifestyle as a young black person to support it, to help me out, to give me some wisdom, some guidance, some, some shoot, some money. I think far too often our elders in an effort to push wisdom to us say, I'm not going to give you this wisdom because I don't think that you are worthy of it because you are letting your pants sag or because you're a homosexual or because you didn't go to college and you decided to drop out. Whatever reason, too often I hear our elders put us down. And, you know, that's not saying that all the elders do. But you know what, elders? This this is our decision. This is, this is our life. Um, my wife, my wife is vegan. I have plenty of family members, especially older family family members, who don't understand it. They think veganism is damn near a cult. But what they fail to realize is it ain't their business. For the longest time, everything was everybody's business because everybody was living in the same household and uh, or on the same street. And so when person A cooked, they cooked for the entire family. Right now, if it ain't got nothing to do with you, and if it's not hurting anybody around you, give your wisdom, but don't give your opinion. And that that's a whole other podcast episode, actually. I'm going to write that down real quickly. But yeah. Um, one more thing, actually. I'm going to jump back to the relationships with black men and black women because there was a point that, um, that I wanted to make and, and forgot to. Intimacy is not defined by intercourse, but it adds to it. We have been programmed to think that as black people, our bodies are the only things we have to offer. You know, black men are supposed to be athletes. Black women um, should be dancing. Too often, the media teaches us not to value our minds enough. And I challenge us to value our minds to the utmost, especially with our relationships and interactions with one another. Please procreate, have sex, enjoy making love. It's wonderful. But be cognizant of the fact that connecting with that other person will then impact your spirit. And so get to know people and become intimate on a level non-physical before getting physical. It's, it's, believe me, I love sex. One of the greatest things God ever gave. Sex is better than wine and whiskey, and that's what my podcast is about. Maybe I should have called this Narratives Over Sex, but that would have been crazy. Nah, um, seriously, intimacy is a beautiful thing when intercourse is involved, but when it's not, when you can be intimate on a different level, when you can look at someone, your eyes connect, and you realize, wow, 
this person knows more about me than the rest of the world could see even if I were unclothed that's powerful so yeah have those conversations that allow you to be intimate without touching I'm gonna jump into part of the film and um, without giving too much detail I knew I wanted to see the film because Slim was played by someone who I think is going to be already is a, a phenomenal actor but has so much potential to take black films to the next level and films in general but um but yeah so I knew I wanted to see it and um, I didn't really know too much about it I don't watch previews too often because I don't like ruining movies I, I'll see the film um, or the preview on television won't really pay attention but say oh I like these these actors these actresses and boom that's it so went to see it on my birthday but I was not ready I was not ready for the dialogue both within myself and between others that it opened up black men you must be ready to kill for black women I don't care who it is in the event that you are protecting the woman who is under your charge you got to be ready and that sucks to, to have to say that but in this day and age when we are being attacked when people are back to bombing churches or shooting up churches excuse me not bombing but um but when there is such an assault on our community if we won't protect our women ain't nobody else is gonna do it and in the film when when it went down right I clapped I was that I was that guy because we are so often portrayed as a forgiving people and as people who will allow anything to be done to us and we sit there and take it and guess what I'm tired of the system fucking us and our women being left to take care of our children I'm tired of the women taking or the system taking our women and nobody answers for it because the the justice system says you know what he was he was fearing for his life come on like, like stop it and the moment that that action was taken against that black woman the black man stepping up and showing that kind of self-assertion and power against a system that he knows is set up to kill him that was that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on film not because it happened to a cop I don't hate police officers one of my best friends um, accountability partners he's an officer I hope he makes it home every single day but in that moment I don't care who you are you can be a pastor you can be the president you 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 can be a police officer if you take an action that is unjust against the woman or the children that are in my care you gotta go the actions that some black people must take in order to survive those things that are written in law as illegal and are seen by the system as immoral 
are required for our survival. At the end of the day, the system isn't set up for us to win. And that's, that, that is what it is. It's not okay. I was about to say that's okay. But it is what it is. We have to find a way to function within and work around the system to get to where we need to go as a people. And this film was pivotal in, in helping me understand how relationships allow us to get there. Quickly, I want to touch on the relationship between the black community and others. Those others being the police system and white people. This movie was great because it didn't have a white savior. I'm so glad it didn't have a white savior. I'm tired of the white savior narrative because white people ain't always out here saving black folks. Um, so that was, that was key. However, this film did incorporate white allies. Those are key as well. White folks, y'all can't save the world. Shit, Superman probably wasn't white. His power came from the sun. I, I'm just gonna leave it there. Like, we, we are here to save ourselves, but we could definitely use some help. We could use y'all sitting at the, the Sunday dinner table or the Thanksgiving table or the Easter table or the bar and letting people know that telling those jokes aren't okay. Using those words aren't okay. Change the paradigms. That's that's the role we need y'all to play for real. So please, you know, be our ally. Um, if you can save the day, certainly. Like, you know, come try to save the day. But we don't need every story written especially within the media, to have a white savior of a black community. It's getting old and it's not really true. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, black cops can be well-intentioned, but they are still a part of the system. And so at times, that gets confusing because if I am young-minded, I'm excited, and I don't understand that your intentions are good, I see you as the enemy. Black cops, y'all gotta be in the community. Y'all gotta be in the community, and y'all gotta be policing, right? And you've got to be checking your coworkers who are crooked. Like Y'all gotta start reporting these people. Because they are out here killing us, and they're gonna kill your cousin unjustly like him selling a dime bag of weed is not a reason to get shot him not using a, a right turn signal is not a reason to get shot so if y'all are going to be black police who are trying to change the the narrative and change what policing looks like change it um you, you have a responsibility to your people to your family like you're not you can't be loyal to the thin blue line you got to be loyal to your people and work that thin blue line to unify all people. In the film, when the, the first life was taken, I clapped, but not because I didn't want that man to get home. I clapped because he won't be able to take a black life that meant him no harm. At the end of the day, that's always my first concern. 
And I don't know if I said this before, but I'm gonna close out in a, in a minute. Beware of sellouts. I've heard it a thousand times, you probably have too. All skin folk ain't kin folk. Just because the brother or sister looks like you does not mean they have your best interest at heart. I encourage you to get to know the people who you will have to trust if you have the time to get to know them. Don't put your life in the hands of someone that you can't trust unless you have to. And then just trust that they've heard this too. Trust that they have these same messages being pushed in their communities because without one another we can't survive. And selling out is not worth what comes with that that bad karma. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not I'm not on that whole stop snitching thing. That's not selling out. You know, somebody selling cocaine or crack in your community to to women and kids. Yo, get rid of that person however you need to. Um, I don't really believe in the prison industrial system, but I don't believe in selling crack to pregnant black women either. Um, but don't don't sell out for a dollar. Come on, be more honorable than that. And and when dealing with people, be aware of how they move and, and their honor. Because if they're not moving with honor, you might want to watch out for them. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed Queen and Slim, if you saw it. If you didn't, I hope you took some great messages from this podcast episode. I'm going to keep coming with great relevant content. Um, I've recorded quite a few more episodes already, but I felt, you know, the topic is hot right now. The movie was good. People are talking about it. Why not, you know, put in my three cents? Hope you all have a great rest of the week and talk to you soon. Peace.